Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen, as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. As we near the end of our discussion of same-sex marriage and our entire series on God and our culture, I have two texts I want to draw to your attention. The first is in Romans 1 and the second in 1 Corinthians 6. As you know if you've been with us, we have been in Romans 1 for a few days, and I trust the insights I have been sharing with you are beneficial to both know and put into practice in your conversations with people who take a very different view of marriage than you have. Last time we talked our way through verse 26 and today verse 27, with one more comment on verse 28. Let me read to you Romans 1 verses 26 through 28. For this reason God gave them over to degrading passions. For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another, men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper. Writing about the degrading passion of homosexuality, Paul the Apostle begins with women in verse 26. He speaks directly to lesbian relationships. He says God gave these people over to these perverse relationships. Having already abandoned God, God then abandoned them and this led to homosexuality. Likewise, in verse 27, Paul emphasizes male homosexuals. And he says they have abandoned the natural function. That is, they have abandoned sexual intercourse with women in favor of sex with men. And he presses this a bit further, saying they have burned in their desire toward one another, men with men committing indecent acts. This is the burning, uncontrollable, passionate lust that homosexual men have for one another. We see this in the Bible. Let me take you back to Genesis, and this time chapter 19. The context is the ancient city of Sodom. When we read the true story, we find out the city was packed with ravenous homosexuals, and they find out that two angels have visited Lot. The angels have taken on the form of men. And the homosexuals are so desperate for sex with the angels that they arrive at Lot's front door trying to bust in the home to get at the angels. It's a wild scene. Listen to the text beginning in verse 4. Genesis 19, 4. Before the angels lay down in Lot's house, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, surrounded the house both young and old, all the people from every quarter. And they called to Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may have relations with them. 
But Lot went out to them at the doorway and shut the door behind him and said, Please, my brothers, do not act wickedly. Verse 9. But they said, Stand aside. Furthermore, they said, This one, Lot, came in as an alien, and already he is acting like a judge. Now we will treat you worse than them. So they pressed hard against Lot and came near to break the door. But the men, the angels, reached out their hands and brought Lot into the house with them and shut the door. They struck the men who were at the doorway of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves trying to find the doorway. Notice how the burning desire the homosexuals have leads them to surround Lot's house, to beg him to release the angels so they can have relations with them. The word relations means sexual intercourse. Lot steps out to urge them not to act wickedly, that is, not to rape the angels, but they mock Lot. Then the tussle at the doorway ensues and gets so rough that the angels reached out their hands and yanked Lot back inside. They shut the door. But notice verse 11. The angels supernaturally strike the homosexuals outside the door with blindness, and yet they wearied themselves trying to find the doorway. Even with physical blindness, their burning sexual desire could not be satiated. Still, they tried to bust down the door. That is a good biblical example of how Paul describes male homosexuality in Romans 1.27, where he continues, The men burned in their desire toward one another, men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. That is, these homosexual men will be judged by the self-destructive nature of their own sin. Again, this is the judgment of God. God, having turned them over, having abandoned them, results in them having their way with their sexual preference. With God out of the way, the unfettered conscience is seared and they commit their indecent acts and fulfill their every perverse desire. But all they are doing is accruing a stronger judgment. The due penalty for their error will be paid by themselves when God justifiably judges them to hell. And then in verse 28, we have the third use of this phrase, God gave them over. The verse says, And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper. The depraved mind, debauched, perverted, worthless and useless. The depraved mind leads the body to do those things which are not proper. And in the remaining verses in the passage, we read a long list of sins that come from the depraved, including homosexuality. Friends, Romans 1 is a heartbreaking scene of what happens when God gives over a people to lust, degrading passions, 
and a depraved mind. What comes as a result is rampant and widespread homosexuality, such as we have now with gay marriage. As this passage has taught us over the last several days, the judgment of God is not only something we are waiting for. Oh no, the judgment of God is already here. The Lord has abandoned our culture. Homosexuality, as described in Romans 1, is a sign of this. Paul says, just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over. Like the ancient Romans, this is what we have done. We did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, so he gave us over. He abandoned us. America is in deep, deep trouble with God. This is by far and away our biggest problem. Listen, our biggest problem is not who is or who should be president. It is not politics. Our biggest problem is that God turned us over. God has abandoned America and other parts of the world as well. God gave them over. This well describes our culture, and so we need to pray, and we need to act. And while there is yet time before the final judgment, we must warn people to repent of their sins. We must share with them the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and urge them to seek his forgiveness. Friends, we must urge homosexual men and women to repent. We must not accept same-sex marriage. We must not coddle them in our churches. We must not affirm their perversion. We must not ordain them into the ministry. No, we must lovingly, boldly, and with sincere engagement show them the way to the cross. Show them what Jesus Christ has done for them. Let's live our lives in such a way that they will be drawn to their only hope, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Someone might say about now, Mark, it's too late. There's no hope for this society. No one's going to repent and believe in Jesus anymore. Let's just give up and await the Lord's return. While I can appreciate your discouragement, I, for one, refuse to give up. Instead, let me share with you something that encourages me. I'm reading 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning in verse 9. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. After a long list of those who will not inherit the kingdom of God, including the effeminate and homosexuals, 
In verse 11, Paul says, Such were some of you. Were, past tense, meaning no longer. There is hope for change. God is the God of hope. And let's pick up this text first thing next time on God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.